Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 God of glory, we praise you. God of glory, we praise you. Hallelujah. God of all comfort, we praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, our Ebenezer. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you for another day. Praise you for giving us another opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you for the presence of God in our midst. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The Word of God came to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. The Jew first and then to the Gentiles. The king called the servant and he said, I have a list of people that I want you to go call. Go and call them. They've invited first. However, those who were invited they rejected the invitation. Then there were others who were called after that. They received the invitation and they became partakers of the grand feast at the king's table. Apostle Paul was sent to the Jews first. And then when majority of the Jews rejected the message and the messenger, the messenger with the message was sent to the Gentiles. There was a rich harvest. Many of the Gentiles became partakers of the king's table. They are all in the presence of the king. Eternally, they will be in the presence of the king and eat from his table. The last shall be first and the first shall be last. The last shall be first the first shall be last. It's important for every believer to know the inheritance that God has for them, to value it, to lay hold of it, and not to forfeit it. To value it, to lay hold of it, and not to forfeit it. God is speaking to our hearts today. There's this divine order. It's the Jew first and then the Gentiles, but that order can be reversed based on human choice. Human choice. Suddenly the last becomes first and the first becomes last. Suddenly the children of Abraham are cast into 
outer darkness where this weeping and gnashing of teeth. The choice is ours. The choice that God has given for his people. Every single one created in the image of God Almighty has been given a choice to make every day. We can never take a given day for granted. And we can never take what God has given into our hands, His Word, for granted. We can never take the help that God has given into our hands for granted. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. It's like the story the the tortoise and the hare race. The hare thought is going to come first. And it despised the tortoise. But then the tortoise or the turtle it just went kept going and going and going with the hare with the rabbit suddenly said I can rest and after some time I'll get up and go I run fast anyway and it went to sleep when it woke up the turtle or the tortoise made it to the finish line but the rabbit did not. Who made it? Who made it to the finish line? Very important. Very important. The Pharisees thought that they had it. The scribes thought they had it. Even some of the Levites thought that they had it. They all thought we had the word. We all know what to do. We fast twice a week and we pay our tithes and, and we do some charity and we do this and we do that. They left the weighty matters out. They clung to the letter and left the spirit out. God is speaking to our hearts today. As a church, we must be alert. We must never become complacent. Never think that we know everything. Never think that we can accomplish everything. Never think that like the rabbit thought, I can close my eyes for some time and be careless, spiritually careless. Never despise anyone, someone who is going slow. Never despise someone who you think is weaker than you spiritually. I want to emphasize the words, you think. A lot of times, human thoughts are very faulty. God sees everything. The Bible says, esteem others better than yourself. Esteem others better than yourself. God's Word says, those who stand, take heed, lest you fall. So it's very important to be humble. Very important to be alert. It's very important to know that if God has called you, which He has, that's why you're here, make sure you are in that call. Make sure you don't have your priorities wrong and forfeit that for anything else. One guy said, oh, I'm very busy right now. I've got a farm and I need to work. And he gave all kinds of excuses. 
The other one said, oh, I just got married. The bottom line is, each one said that. What I want to do is more important than the invitation that has come to me. It's God and His invitation important to you. In other words, do we have the wisdom to see the importance of the kingdom of God? God is speaking to the hearts today. Make sure you're in God's process. Make sure what you're calling an election. Make sure. Make sure you're in. Make sure you're within the first. Make sure that you don't get left behind by your choice. Make sure you don't get entangled with the affairs of this world. Make sure. Make sure that you live for Jesus. Make sure you don't live to please man. Make sure. No one should be able to stop you from entering into the kingdom of heaven. Many people have lost their place in heaven because they tried to please someone else, which comes back to pleasing themselves. They didn't want to offend someone because if they get offended, then they won't talk with them, and, and that means it's going to hurt self. To they please people? If pleasing people becomes your way of living, then Satan will very easily take you to hell because he'll use human beings to take you down. But if you live for God, Satan cannot take you down because there's no way. Like Daniel, the only way he can try to see if he can take you down is by bringing problems that will try to hinder you from praying or worshiping God bringing persecution. But a person who is truly in love with God, like Daniel, who is called the beloved of God because he truly loved God and God loved him. There was this mutual relationship that was there between Daniel and God. When that is there, like Apostle Paul said, none of these things can separate me from the love of God. None of these things. Our trust, our faith in God can be unshakable or will only be unshakable depending on our abiding in Christ, obedience to God, eagerness to obey God. I want to emphasize this because the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Your eagerness to obey Him, your eagerness to please Him, eagerness to obey Him, your eagerness to please Him, will determine how strong your roots are going to be when the wind blows. Will you last? Will you last? So if you want to be a tree that will last, no matter what the season is, whether it's windy or whether it's drought or whether it's flood or whatever it may be. Even if there is a even if there is a soil erosion taking place and so much of the land is gone. Still the tree that has been settled really deep in and the roots have gone really deep. 
cannot be pushed down because the strength of that tree and the strength of the roots are sustaining that tree. God is asking you this question. Are you prioritizing God, which is His Word, which equals obeying His Word, which means being a doer of His Word, more than anything, more than anything. Those who prioritize His Word, which means not just reading it five times a day, ten times a day, or even memorizing those are all good if we put to practice what we are reading. The most important thing is are we reading and are we obeying? If you don't read, you can't obey because you won't even know what to obey. Are you prioritizing God's Word more than anything else? Has that become your number one priority? That's what seeking God and His kingdom first is. The things of God has to take preeminence in your life. Are you teaching that to your generation? Is that the main thing? Do you value that more than anything else? Those who value that more than anything else will inherit the kingdom of heaven. They will be the ones who become first. The last shall become first and the first shall become last. Who? Not just all the people who are first and that all of them are going to become last. No, all those who rejected the invitation. Now that all who are last or nightly by default are going to become first. No. All those who have made responding to the invitation in a positive way, their priority. I'm going. Two people were in one family. Both were women. Both loved Jesus but one priority was according to God's priority I hope you understand what the Spirit of God is conveying to you this morning same family Both are women. Both say they love Jesus. Both want to serve Jesus. One actually says, I'm serving. The other one looks like she's wasting her time. What is more important? Either a People who work, 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 work. They think working so much and bringing money home, just throwing toys at their kids, means they love their children. No. If you ask the child, the child will say, Toys are nice but I don't have you. Same thing in a marriage relationship. Work, 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 work. If you don't value the spouse that God has given, that means you're married to your job and not to your spouse. Priorities are wrong. Then say, well, I'm providing and all those things, but... Where do you want to 
spend your time. Yes, we all have work to do. We all have bills to pay. And Jesus himself said, render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar and render to God that which belongs to God. Jesus said that. You need to pay your bills. You need to be above reproach. But, if the priority goes wrong, then the family becomes like a, a family that has a physical structure. But it's not a home. It's a house, not a home. I hope you understand the difference here. You can have a building. There's no life in there. Everything has to stay in its right place. Jesus taught us very beautifully this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means you have first, second, third, fourth. Your priorities are there. She didn't say, well, seek God and don't do your job. She didn't say, seek God and don't go to school. No. He's taught us the best way. Seek the kingdom of God first. Give priority to God's word. Be a doer of his word. Make that your priority. When you do that, your life will become like Daniel's life. Where he had this extraordinary grace. A lot of times people think grace is some pathetic thing that people are going through a lot of trouble. God has some little bit of grace and somehow they drag themselves and pull through because they have something called grace. A lot of times we've heard the term unmerited favor. Grace is unmerited favor. When the Lord leaves one day, I will speak on what true grace is. True grace is power. Grace is power from on high. Grace is power from on high to do that which God wants you to do. That's what grace is. Grace is power from on high to live a holy life. Grace is power from on high to do the ministry that God has called you to do. Grace is power from on high to withstand all the attacks of the enemy. That's what grace is. We'll take you through the scriptures when the Spirit of the Lord leads me to. Today in passing, the Lord wants me to mention that here. For our church to have a proper understanding of what grace is. The church at large has heard so many unbiblical terms, man-made statements and phrases and definitions and take words out of context and make a theology out of it. And it's produced sick Christians, weak Christians, flawed theology, which is not of God. We must understand this. When our priorities are right, we will have this, this provision, divine provision, that Jesus talked about. What you need shall be given by God. It will follow you. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go to work or you're not going to eat, you're not going to sleep and you're not going to write or do your schoolwork or no. That's so Jesus so beautifully said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you do that, God will show you what goes next 
what goes third, what goes fourth, what goes fifth, what goes sixth, what goes seventh. In a given day, the Spirit of God will lead you. When your priorities are wrong, then you run around with anxiety and run around with stress and run around frustrated. Everybody knows. And everybody goes, I'm doing too much, I'm doing too much, I'm doing too much. Everybody is expecting everything and it's very hard and as human beings can only take so much and why? Because you're missing that grace. By the way, grace from God, which equals power, is given by God to those who do His will. It's not just given by God to do whatever you want to do. No. If you've been given an office phone, it's for office use. If you've been given an office vehicle, it's for that purpose alone. Anytime people misuse that, that will be taken away. In order to do what God wants you to do, grace or power from one high will be given. When you have your priorities right, it's not our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let thy kingdom come and let my will be done on earth according to the desires of my heart. Now, what God wants you to do, when you make that your priority, then in order for that given task to be completed, power from one high, which is called grace, will be given. Grace is a very powerful word. Very powerful word. Power from on high is given in order to complete a given task if you make that task your priority, which means when you seek God in His kingdom first, then everything shall be added. How shall it be added? God will show you what to do next. And then He will add the supernatural touch to it. So whatever you do, will prosper. Because you put God first in your life by seeking Him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. You see these special people in the Bible. They were all human beings born from women with human capacity just like the rest of the human beings who lived around them. Something happened to these people which made them into extraordinary people people of extraordinary character. What happened? Very simple. They did what the wise virgins did. They did what the wise man did. They did what the people who were invited next did. The last became first. That's what they did. Yet Mary and Martha, same family there. One is choosing to sit at the feet of Jesus because her love for the Lord Jesus Christ was deeper. Deeper. She was not caught up with the affairs of this world. She said, I'm going to sit here first. Let me hear what he has to say. 
not what I want to do. Let me hear what God has to say. When we get caught up with what I want to do, what I want to do for God, that me, myself, and I, what a terrible disease that is. It can keep a person from inheriting that which God has for them. Mary inherited the part, the best part, the choicest part, that can never be taken away. That means, what happened to Martha? She did not inherit the best part that can never be taken away. She forfeited it. Why? She was earthly minded, not heavenly minded. Earthly minded, not heavenly minded. You can become things oriented and leave out people in the process. The people who clean up and clean up and clean up and clean up and clean up. Clean up. To the extent that obsessed with it, they won't have proper relation, relationship with the family. Everything has its place. Human beings, they come first in a family relationship more than house things. More than how something may appear or you want it to make it appear. Paul takes the back seat. Mary's relationship with Jesus Christ came first. She said, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen. Martha was like, I got to get this done. I'm going crazy. Not only was she not content with doing whatever she wanted to do, but there's this agitation and aggravation that comes. Who is that coming from? Satan. Satan is moving Martha here. To do what? To rob Mary of the portion that was due to her. I was also allotted for Martha, but Martha missed it. It's like Eve. Eve went and she ate the fruit. She's going to, she's going to not only get a curse, the blessings that were there were gone. Satan is not satisfied with pulling one person down. You don't want to pull the entire family down. But what did Eve do? Moved by Satan. Gave that fruit to Adam. Tragedy. Struck that family. Why? Because Adam didn't say, Eve, what have you done? You need to repent right now. Because God said the day you eat this you will die. It didn't turn out that way. It became a tragic story. You look at Martha. Now she is moved by an enemy. Satan is not content that he's robbed Martha of her blessing, the blessing that can never be robbed unless you forfeit it, the blessing that can never be gotten unless you're with Jesus at that moment, very important, you're with Jesus at that moment, you can just miss that God moment and being caught up with your treasures world. What happened? Not only was she robbed, now she's being used by the devil. To go to who? God himself and complain. Complain about the one who is doing right. 
There's a prophecy God is giving of his hour. When you are doing right, if you are doing right, and when you are doing right, you are taking care of what God wants you to take care of, and you are putting God first. But then you have a whole bunch of martyrs there. And they can go to God and complain about you and say, Lord, look at them, what they're doing. God says, He will reprimand those people. When you just sit at the feet of Jesus and close your mouth and not fight over there, saying that you're saying bad things about me to Jesus and don't you know that this is the most important thing and I'm not going to become like you and are you trying to drag me down? You don't say any of those things with Mary there. She's just sitting quietly and she's letting Jesus handle the situation. People who exercise self-control and practice humility and let God handle their affairs are the ones who see God handle their affairs. God himself will intervene for such people. God will speak up for them. God will shut the mouth of the enemy. God will correct them in his time. And God will exalt the faithful in his time. What will happen? Where God's chastening will come on those who are self-righteous and have wrong priorities and go to God and try to complain to God himself about those who are doing right. God says God will reprimand them and God will exalt the righteous in front of those who are not doing right. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Are your priorities right? Set your affections on things above, not on things below. Set your affections on things above, not on things below. Set your affections on things above and not on things below. You need to work, but don't labor for the meat that perishes. But labor for the meat that does not perish. That's the right priority. Do what you have to do. Don't make that your priority. Make God your priority. If you have to sweat and labor, it has to be in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have to lose sleep over something, it has to be in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have to lose food or miss food, it has to be in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not for earthly matters. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If you have your priorities right, God's promise is what you need will be given to you when you need. God will provide. God Himself will provide. The Father in heaven knows what you need even before you ask Him. He Himself will provide. And when He provides, it look far superior to anything else that anyone else can provide. Jesus compares his provision to Solomon's clothing. There's no comparison. 
God's hand is on a person. The world will see it in an unmistakable manner because it's the hand of God. God lifted the hand of God, God himself, lifted Ezekiel and put him in a valley full of dry bones. That's where Ezekiel wanted to be. You know why? Because that's where God wanted him to be. Yes, he was a prophet called to the people who are alive, not for the dead. He knew that very well. But God wanted to raise the dead and he took Ezekiel to the dead. He took them away from the living for a brief moment. He said, direction change, Ezekiel, to the valley now. That's where Ezekiel did his ministry. It's not what we think is good. What we want to do for Jesus, and that's where Martha failed miserably, and she was trapped by the enemy, and she was robbed of her blessing, even though she ran to receive Jesus. Her desire was Jesus. How did Martha miss the mark? How did she? How did she miss the mark? Jesus had to say, Martha, Martha, oh Martha, you were so happy when I came back, and what happened all of a sudden? Lord, I'm doing this for you. Did I want you to do it? That's the question there. Lord, I wanted to make good food for you. Did I say, I wanted to eat right now? This is learning time, Martha. You should be here. When the rabbi is there to teach, you should be there at the master's feet. See, when a person is not inside God's will, that agitation will come from the enemy and that agitation will cause them to go against God's plan and speak against God himself. That's what happened to Martha. She forgot, she forgot her place in her house and forgot her place in the kingdom of God. Who is she talking to? This is the Lord Jesus Christ who she knew was the prophet of God, the son of God, who cleansed the lepers, raised the dead, cast out devils. She's going to him, basically accusing him, saying that this one is sitting there and wasting time and it's okay with you. And I'm suffering here. Tell her what she needs to do. You're not doing your part, Jesus. You know, when Satan enters into someone, all of a sudden they feel like they know everything. All of a sudden they feel like they're right, God's servants are wrong. That's the beginning of backsliding. Very careful, be very careful. There's something that every believer should know. Certain traits are big red flags. We need to know that. These are snares from the devil. A moment the pride comes. A moment a person begins to listen to the voice of the enemy. All of a sudden I'm doing this and they're not doing this and the agitation comes. No. Something is wrong. Because if we are in Christ moment by moment 
No matter what happens, that peace will not be disturbed. That anxiousness, irritability, fretting will not be there. No matter how late it can get, no how busy it can get, how messy it can get, the peace will be there. Because you know you're doing the will of God. That's the right priority. That's the right priority. God is speaking to our hearts today. God's order is the best order. God's way of living is the best way to live. It's the way of peace. It's the way of joy. It's the way of hope. It's the way of no complaining. It's the way of God's glory being revealed. When we rely on His Word. That means He tells you what to do. When you see the Master sit, you sit. When he talks, you listen. He asks you to get up and get water, that's what you do. You never tell the Master what he has to do. At that point, you have crossed the line. That's what Martha did. At that point, you know you've given room for the devil. That's what Martha did. Suddenly Martha, little Martha, in that little kitchen, all of a sudden, felt and thought justified, felt justified, and thought that what she was saying was right, all of a sudden got angry and frustrated at Mary and at Jesus. Very dangerous. It's because of God's love for Martha, Jesus even rebukes her. He basically said, you missed out. Martha, your priorities are wrong. Your sister is right. She got something that you didn't value and you forfeited. She's going to be someone who will be known for what she does for Jesus Christ. Because she was someone who sat at his feet. And Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached, what she did for Christ will be made known. God gave her that honorable place. There's nothing mentioned about her parents. We don't know anything. The Bible doesn't say. And so we don't form stories about it. It clearly says one thing. In that house, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were there. Maybe the parents died while they were younger. We don't know. But Jesus Christ, when He came to their house, everything changed. All three loved Jesus. All three were excited to see Jesus. But how did Martha suddenly miss the mark? Can someone who loves Jesus so much and is excited for Jesus, can they miss the mark? Oh yes, they can. Does Jesus want to give every single one the portion that can never be taken away? Oh yes. That's why he came to that house. Will everybody get what Jesus has? No. 
Why not? Because not everybody wants it. That's the problem. There's this disease called wanting to do and not wait. It's a spiritual disease, disease of the soul. Okay, I gotta do something, I do something, I do something, can't sit still. It's a disease, disease of the soul. Patience is a virtue, fruit of the spirit. And it's produced by enduring. You can read that in the book of James, chapter 1. But patience has perfect work. No matter where we go, what we have to do. Know this. If you lose your peace over something, your priority is not right. If you peace if you lose your peace over something that just broke, if you lose your peace over what someone just said, if you lose your peace over what something just happened, over something that happened, your priority is wrong. Because the peace that God gives is the peace that passes all understanding and guards our hearts and minds. For Jesus Christ our Lord. And the peace that God gives is meant to stay. If that peace is gone, that means you know that you missed it. You forfeited it. You let that peace go. Like a soda can. You open the soda, soda can and you let the, the gas evaporate. Just leave, escape. Escape. Because you open that lid. God is speaking to us today. It's not about what you want to do or what you can do. It's not service to God, remember that. Service to God is not what I want to do or what I can do for God, no. Service to God is to do what He wants me to do. Which means, wait on Him. Then He will tell you. When He tells you, give you 100% to what He tells you to do. It's important to wait on Him. This is how Daniel lived. That's why even when the edict came and Daniel heard about it. And he knew in his heart that he's not going to stop praying. That means he's going to go into the lion's den. He did not lose his peace. He still had his peace. Perfect peace have they whose mind stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. What kind of peace? Perfect peace. Those whose minds are stayed on God, you have a priorities right. You'll have perfect peace. A perfect peace. A peace that is there 24-7. No one can take it away unless you give it away. And your focus is wrong, and your priorities are wrong, then you'll have all kinds of things happen. From irritation to agitation to provocation to everything. God is speaking to us today. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you.
Daniel was exalted because he was not someone who did his own thing in the name of God. No. He was someone who did what God wanted him to do in the name of God. Big difference. Big difference. May God speak to your hearts this morning. We have to take it seriously. Every single one should take it seriously and not let it go. Then you will benefit from it. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word that you gave from heaven this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. And thank you for your mercies that you have for us this day. I pray that you will continue to sharpen the vision of your people, Father. Cause each one to grow in humility. May they be like Mary. May they be like Daniel. May they be like the wise virgins. May they be like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. Lord, may they be as wise people redeeming the time for the days are evil. May they never give in to the deceiver, the enemy. May they never become arrogant in their thinking. May they never be taken over by any false spirit and false finding spirit. May they never fall into the trap of the enemy thinking they know better. May they never give room to the enemy to rob the blessings which you have for them. May they never be earthly minded, Lord. For we are citizens of heaven. May they be wise children of God. May they make you their priority consistently, Father. As you turn, I pray for every single one here. May your business become their business. May the things pertaining to the kingdom of heaven become their passion, Lord. May they not waste even a second of their day. I pray, Father. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Father, with your strength this morning. May the strength of God gird them. Lord, I pray that you give each one wisdom to stay within the boundaries that you've set for them. I pray that you give them wisdom, Father, to sit at your feet, to quietly listen, so that the Master can pour more into them. Bless your people, Lord. Bless your people, Father. In a special way, bless them, Lord. May they see the power of God active in their lives even more in the days to come. Whatever, Lord, they forfeited, may they break that pattern and not become elusive in the sight of God and Satan. But I pray, Father, that they may hold on to that which you've given to them and receive that which you have for them. 
With this blessing, I bless the word this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I bless them, Father, that they may not forfeit that which you've given to them. And they may not lose that which you have for them. That they may become inheritors of all things through Jesus Christ. They're daily following you faithfully placing your faith in you. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen.